Welcome to Dr. Cindy Speaks. Regular musings and reflections on politics, current events. Dr. Cindy Banyer is a mom and small business owner fighting for our water, our health, our community. She's running for the people of Southwest Florida, trying to flip Florida 19 from red to blue. Listen as she speaks truth to power. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Cindy Banier for Dr. Cindy Speaks and the Daily Diatribe for December 12th, 2022. This is being recorded at 427 p.m. So it is a slow start to the news week, which is good thing in general. We had a few things going on. One that was near and dear to my heart this weekend, we had the Detroit Lions beat a 10-2 team. And in fact, the odds in Vegas were in their favor and things worked out. So it's really happy after having been a Lions fan through even the brown bag years. And it looked like this year was going to be another one to see my favorite football team have a victorious day. So congratulations to the almost 500 Detroit Lions. Also, we see around Southwest Florida and other places in the United States, we see gas prices going down. Many folks are starting to look around. And of course, the Republicans are immediately congratulating Joe Biden. Oh my gosh, I'm so kidding. Because of course, they don't care when things are going well, they'll just blame Joe Biden when the go the gas prices are going high. And of course, gas prices are not under the control of the president in any way, shape, or form. But anyway, one of the reasons why gas prices are going around, down around the country has to do with the uptick in U.S.-based refineries out on the West Coast. Some of the problems that were slowing down production earlier this year have been fixed and the flow is going. Additionally, the price for a barrel of crude oil is down well under $100 and it's hovering at very various market prices but right around $74 to $75 per barrel. So this is going to make it overall affordable around the world. So those of you who use gas as a metric of all things economics should feel pretty good about the economy. Or if you're just going to be a contrarian Republican asshole, you're just going to keep talking shit. But anyway, also speaking of people who are extremely good at talking shit, Elon Musk has been all over spreading shit on Twitter, which is what he seems to be doing best these days. But funny enough, this past weekend, he showed up to a Dave Chappelle comedy show and was subsequently booed off of stage, which is just absolutely hilarious and wonderful to know that there are human beings around this world who are not willing to just think of Elon Musk as anything above the apartheid beneficiary emerald mine baby that he is and they're willing to laugh in his face about it and this is uh, this has been really good because although I appreciate the approach of uh, the idea that we should have a free market exchange of ideas the marketplace of ideas here on Twitter uh, it really has become nothing more than a cesspool of bots and uh ridiculous people who are trying to spread nonsense and disinformation across the web. Also, Elon was somewhat in the news, or at least trending in his own mind, that about wokeness. So this was all over Twitter this morning talking about being woke, 
and Elon described being woke as a disease of the mind or the mind virus or something. It is completely a stupid statement that he made. But anyway, it just thought, I just thought that was funny because of what we learned last week about the definition of woke from Ron DeSantis' lawyers in the case against his stupid legislation here in the state of Florida. So what we learned from the lawyers was that the definition of woke is the understanding that there are systemic inequities and that we should do something about it. Ooh, so scary such a disease to understand that there are verifiable, quantifiable systemic issues that allow some people to get ahead and are barriers for others. Oh my gosh, so crazy. So anyway, so that was the trending thing. And and of course, all the right-wing media is just jumping on the bandwagon right along with Elon going, "Yeah, yeah. And I just, I just am perpetually dismayed, I guess is the best way to describe it, perpetually dismayed at how people love and congratulate themselves for being morons, especially on Twitter. But yeah, just that there's actually really ways that you can see how people are behind. For instance, here in Southwest Florida, over the past few years, we saw huge equity gaps in terms of the high school graduation rate. The black students were graduating 20% less than the white students, and Hispanic students were 10% less than the white students. So that was an example of a demonstrable equity gap that we had in high school graduation rates. And it just goes on and on from there, and everything from income to wealth to job opportunities to education spaces to CEO spaces to pay equity to hospital treatments and care and birth no fatalities and none if you are somebody who does not believe in systemic inequities then you are actually the one who has a disease of the mind and it's called lack of education called ignorance that's what we should really be talking about. But unfortunately, we have a bunch of goobers running around talking about being woke and how it's bad. But if you are woke, if you understand that there are inequities, there are systemic inequities, and that you can count them, and you can enumerate them, and you can identify the people that are affected by it, you are actually dealing with truth. You are actually dealing with data. You are actually dealing in reality. And you should not be ashamed of it, and you should be lauded for it. It's these morons who are calling woke is wokeness or wokeism or whatever the heck they want to call it. They're calling it out because, and here's the thing that we should always remind, remember, Elon Musk is not a billionaire because he was a super genius. He is a billionaire because he was able to take advantage of inequities in the labor market and his own privileged position being born into a colonialist wealthy family in South Africa. And he's allowed, that's allowed him to perpetuate his ideas around the world to buy up already successful companies and make even more money and go on with this bizarre impregnation of a whole bunch of different women and by Twitter destroy what semblance there was of order in terms of battling disinformation there and call it his own megaphone. That does not make him smart or savvy in any way, shape, or form. So anyway, I'm tired of talking about that Emerald Mine baby. So let's talk about something else. Interestingly, we also saw going on the Nobel Prize ceremonies happen recently, and a group of humanitarian and peace activists were named the Nobel Prize Peace Prize winner for this year. And it was very interesting. So this group of 
folks included dissidents and organizations in Belarus and Ukraine really dealing with the invasion of Ukraine. And they spoke up. And in fact, I know the one of the wife of one of the men who was in prison, who was not even allowed to send a speech for his his award, who wasn't able to get any official word out. And he's being in prison in Belarus, which, by the way, even though it's separate from Russia, basically has its own little baby dictator who's manipulating elections, Lukashenko, who's really lockstep with Vladimir Putin. So okay. he was his wife came out and accepted the Peace Prize on his behalf. And the folks involved were talking about what peace really means. And this was very fascinating because I think a lot of people think of peace as capitulation, as peace by any means necessary. So that means that you would accept a bully's behavior. And actually, they spoke out against this. And it was a really beautiful way that they were talking about it. And what the main quote that everybody was really saying was that peace cannot be reached by a country under attack, laying down its arms. This would not be peace, but occupation. And that's exactly the point, right? So peace does not mean that you just stop fighting because that's what peace is. And you let dictators take over. In fact, peace is fighting against that tyranny to bring about equality and peace and to release people from oppression, not to be invaded and the victim of genocide and just go, oops, it's better to just be cool, everybody, so that we don't fight anymore. It's not about just not fighting. It's about being strategic in who we support, how we support them, and what the ultimate outcome is. And a lot of that came, that discussion, by the way, came from criticism on the U.S. sending dollars in military aid. And that was not being peaceful, but actually stopping the spread of expansionism from Russia is in and of itself a strategic way to reach peace because otherwise Vladimir Putin is going to keep going. So just some food for thought on that. A couple other things that have been in the news. We saw that Rebecca Jones, who's another co-host here at Big Big Mouth Media, she her new podcast is launching this week on Thursday. Keep an eye out at bigmouthmediafl.com. But she was in the news because her case was settled here in Florida. So she was able to take a deal and pay a fine and community service in response to was from when she was raided in her house and it was a complete over blown response from by the government obviously it was a very intentional intimidation tactic but the ultimate charge was about her misusing the government the department of health computers and that case has been dismissed so um as a deal that she took and we are happy to see that chapter closed for her and we will continue to talk about it i'm sure part of her misinformational podcast because of course there is a ton of disinformation being put out about that trying to smear her because she's still very much somebody who can cause a lot of problems for Ron DeSantis. and uh Congratulations to Rebecca Jones on her ability to move forward with her life from that period. The last thing I wanted to talk about today was the splashdown of the Orion capsule. So we saw that over this weekend. 
off the coast of California. And this was the closing, essentially, of the Artemis One mission to the moon. So this was a NASA program that was, we saw the, the rocket go up a while back and the rocket went up and sent the capsule around the moon and then the capsule splashed back down. This was the first time in a very long time that the U.S. government, specifically NASA, has worked to put rockets itself into space. And this is preparing for future manned missions to the moon and eventually manned missions to Mars. So really exciting time. Glad to see we're back in space. And just wanted to remind everybody of what the value of having this kind of public investment in that is not only just for the hopefulness of what it looks like when you are able to do amazing feats for humanity, send people into space, but the, the overall benefit to the economy when you have such directed spending in research and development is that you ultimately get amazing products that come back out into production in the economy in the long run. So this is this, there's a long-term benefit to the United States for these types of investments beyond just vanity and, you know, being super cool and sending people to space. So anyway, that is the wrap for today. Um, we will see you tomorrow for the Daily Diatribe. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dr. Cindy Speaks. If you'd like to learn more about her, go to cindybanyay.com or connect with her directly at vote at cindybanier.com. We love connecting with people.